When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on D&D&D. What's up, Zabbis? Our puzzle expert. Yeah. What do we got? Guy, just use that mirror. Oh, Easy. reflect the sunlight into the dark. You're so smart, you Zabbis. so smart. You watch as a beam of light originates on the mirror shard. Uh, the light fills each segment of this triangle with a different color of the rainbow. And when it does, this gold door opens. I take the mirror shard and point it at the bottom of the lake. Every time the light touches one of these plants, it grows a little bit. It sucks up some water. It reveals a door. You're now standing on the edge of a chasm above you. There is a lava flow exposed. Uh, Remember when you turned into a bird? I turned into a bird. I'm sorry, Gressel. I just thought that... That's perfect. You just managed to completely avoid what I thought might kill one of you. So So. Marjorie flies across. You look closer at the wires and you realize that they are all black except for three, a red, a blue, and a yellow. There is this countdown clock. Is this a bob? Are we in a bob? Red, blue, and it. So what do we? Have? We have to cut the. We have to cut the colored wires. This is what we get for all of our terrorist ways. What if we <laughs> cut them? What's the the or, if we do like red, yellow, blue? Because that's the order they're in the rainbow, and we saw like a rainbow color thing at the beginning. That's the only thing I can think of. Well, that's a good idea. I'm gonna take out my bow and try to shoot the red wire. Roll a ranged attack roll. We all blow up, and that's the end of the show? Yeah, that's it. I missed, so uh, 10. <laughs> 10 misses. The arrow threads its way through the web. It comes near one of the black wires, and it catches fire and burns up. I'm going to fly... Wait, you said near? I mean, it, like, clipped... You know, it was very... Oh, okay. It's, like, going, and then it got hit. Yeah. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... I'm a small bird. Yes. So I'm going to fly to that yellow wire and touch it with my little footsies. So I just want to test to see if it, like, does lightning damage or some shit. You start to glow. What? <laughs> the countdown clock loses 10 seconds. Okay. Should I touch the other ones or just to get some data? Yeah. Is the clock continuously counting down or is it just like, like when we touch it's something? It's it- continuing counting down, but it is, mm. it's slow. It's not like it's not accurate. To, yeah. It, oh. it's, it's very, it seems like it's very old and not functioning properly. That's yeah. good. I fly us. over to the red wire and land on it. Uh, when you land on the red wire, there's like a grinding stone on stone sound and the countdown stops for a minute. And then once the like vibrations of you landing on the wire stop, it continues. Okay. And then I go and do the same for the blue wire. The blue wire, you lose another 10 seconds. I'm red t- is good. You got it. Marjorie flies to the red and then just starts shaking it. <laughs> As you shake it, it stops the countdown. 
So as it, while it's shaking, there's no more flipping, but nothing has gone away or anything. Marjorie, bite it. Do you think I should bite it or should you guys try to get through? Is there a door? You all saw the door before the wires appeared and Marjorie, you can see the door through the cracks. I don't know. What if, what if when the countdown ends, the door just opens and that's it's just a game of patience. Have you seen Lost, man? I don't think that's how it works. I, have I seen Lost? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say, no, we should not wait until time runs out. <laughs> we should listen to Clancy Brown. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah, Marjorie, bite it. Just break it and then... We'll see what happens. If I die, and I, bite <laughs> <it>. <laughs> and I bite it. You bite it and sever the red rope. It falls to the ground, but then uh, there is a like a poof of air sound, and another red rope replaces it. Oh. And the countdown continues. I'm not dead. And then I get back on that rope and start shimmy shimming. So, all right, so it looks like we got to each get to one of those wires and shake it. Juno takes out a sword and, like hacks at some of the black ones to try and get close to the yellow one. Oh, Gressel's reaching for his dice. Yeah, it's never... (laughs) Take 170 fire damage. (laughs) Take 18 fire damage, Juno. Okay. Yikes. Hacking your way through the jungle of ropes is not the best idea. The clock jumps down to 30 seconds. Fuck. What? 30 seconds? Whoa! Uh... Uh, 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 uh. Dude, I don't know what to fucking do. Uh, I don't know. Last we, we haven't used the mirror in this room. The thing that has been critical. Oh, oh my duh. god! Yeah, what if we use if it, it's like laser? Like you reflect it onto the. Oh my god! Okay, idea. What if because I feel like the rainbow is like a thing because that was the beginning. What if you reflect the the like red into the yellow? So then you get you'll get orange, so you get red, orange, yellow, and then you reflect yellow into the blue, so then you get red, yellow, green, blue, and that should be like a spectrum. And then you reflect, you know, I don't know. There's got to be a way to like with one mirror chart. I don't know. There's got to be a way to do that. Let's try the first part of that. Yeah, shine let's, it, let's at, the hit it at the red. Yeah, Fletch tilts the mirror chart to shine it at the red rope. The red rope at the point that the reflection is touching it starts to burn the way that a magnifying glass would focus the sunlight and burn a leaf or something. And as it does, the rope burns through, snaps, is not replaced. There is a then like kind of beam of orange light that extends, burns through the yellow rope that mixes. And and as Zavis described, there is this kind of cascade of color that burns through these wires. Yes! The ropes all disappear. The Jumbotron countdown clock recedes into the ceiling and the door opens on the other side. Yeah. Wow. Signature Zabbis moment. I'm useless 90% of the time, but then I (laughs) something clicks and I can solve a puzzle. Marjorie, you okay? I think so. I I fly on top of Fletch's head. Just uh, rest for a moment. But please please <laughs> hop on my shoulder. I don't want you pooping on my head. I'm not going to poop on anybody's head. <laughs> All right, if you can guarantee it. Juno uh, grabs an acorn from the bag and like offers it to bird margarine. I eat it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bird margarine. Can you talk to Flugadoo? Just because it's a bird? Yeah. Does that work? Dry. Where is Flugadoo? In the drum. He's in your drum. He's in my drum. Did you give him, did you give him any, is he burnt to a crisp right now? Did you give him any? 
He he's fine. Okay, he's, he's fine. fine. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. When we were drinking the thing, I I slipped him a little drop of it. Okay. Oh my gosh. You think I'm a you think I'm a negligent pet owner? Yes. Guys, we need a cute animal to be dead on the cover of season three D and D and D art. And Fluggy. I mean, we're running out of episodes. <laughs> Can I talk to Fluggy? I don't think that that's how the spell works. The spell is a polymorphing spell and not a polyglot spell. Yeah, the reason why I'm not pooping on Fletch's head is because I'm not actually a bird. <laughs> you still retain halfling sentience. Mm-hmm. So no, you you cannot converse with Fluggy. Fluggy has a vacant, dumbfounded expression on his fat, chubby face <laughs> and uh, seemingly enjoying the drum. <laughs> cool. Uh, you go into this next room. This next room is unlike any of the ones that you had previously been to because as you step through the threshold and the door closes behind you, you're standing seemingly floating in the night sky. Oh. The door disappears behind you. You now appear as if you are floating in the heavens. You feel solid ground underneath you. You don't feel as if you're going to fall at all and you're breathing as normal. Oh, dude, get a spoonful of space. (gasps) (laughs) Samus doesn't get to eat lava, but (laughs) Fletch gets to eat space. (laughs) And it is getting warmer. With each room, it's getting subsequently warmer and warmer. You look out and you see it's a star field, but not too far from you, there is a building and the walls appear to be made of stars not like stars that are close enough for you to touch where these are like burning balls of gas mini suns or whatever they're tiny white dots that have collected kind of enough to to create this image of a building juno you immediately recognize this as stable oh within it there appears to be something very very bright there's a glow coming from the cracks behind these stars Is this where cows go when they jump over the moon? (laughs) (laughs) Roaming the star field out uh, in front of you, you see that there are these celestial creatures, these equine-looking creatures that are made of some kind of stardust. Their bodies uh, appear almost like nebulae. Their manes are made of stars, and they are roaming in this expanse before you. What do you do? We're we're in a we're in a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> we're in space. What are you talking about? It's a damn theme park in here. <laughs> These are the prettiest horses I've ever seen. Yeah. Very big. Big boys. We haven't dropped you know, there's there's nothing below us, but we're on solid ground. I'm gonna try and what what if I I'm gonna try and approach one of them. Just say hello, maybe it'd be kind to it, be friendly. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. Yeah. Juno's gonna quietly and with sort of like to get their attention, like arm outstretched, but like not try and spook them approach. They gallop over almost out of curiosity. They don't appear to harbor you any ill will. Okay. Well, they're not murder horses. So that's good. Thank God. No, don't thank the God. Don't, don't say that. Oh. Juno reaches out a hand to try and like pet the nearest one. Your hand passes into it. How's that feel? It's as if it's non-corporeal. Juno like softly hums like a little tune to it to see if, because it can see him, he kind of wonders if it would react to sound. Uh, It does. It seems to appreciate this melody. Anyone else want to get in on this? I'm not really sure how to solve the puzzle of this room, but this is nice. (laughs) 
I feel like every time we go into another room, our brains all reset and we forget. <laughs> We probably need to use the mirror. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why don't we just use Let's that mirror? mirror as much as I love jamming <laughs> out, uh, mirror's probably the answer, huh? <laughs> That's right. Do I still have the mirror shard? Yes, Fletch still has the mirror shard. I pointed at one of the horses. The horses kind of like chase around the reflection the mirror shard causes like cats in a laser pointer. Oh, this is adorable. Um, I flutter over to the stable to check that out. The stable is, yeah, again, it's as if it is built out of a collection of stars. Uh, you're able to land on it as if it is a regular stable. You peer through the gaps in the, in the stars into the stable and roll a perception roll. It's very, very bright, so you're like fighting the brightness to see what you see. Thirteen. You catch through in some of the more uh, the places where the stars are kind of like blocking the their shining brightness from whatever is within. You see that there is a cart or chariot or or some sort of vehicle within this stable oh i relay the information zabbis go check that out yeah wait wait no wait i mean it, it's probably a, a sky vehicle but it, it's it's a land sky vehicle <laughs> i'm great at those a land wait what sorry I yeah, just, can you what? explain yourself this is what it could be you know just just like a cart or like a chariot I, i'm i'm great with those Juno goes They're over land vehicles, right? Specifically, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically, <laughs> land vehicles. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. He's never had the opportunity. <laughs> Juno, you rush over to the stable, um, sliding open the star door, and you enter within, and you see what it. Once you cross the star threshold into the stable, you're in a stable. It's normal. Oh. You see that there are two stalls, presumably for the horses. There is a very ornate chariot. This is one of the most exquisite vehicles you've ever seen in your life. Mm. It has a gilded cart. The wheels are, are perfect. The, the bearings are glimmering. It is in absolute top condition. There are a couple of harnesses hanging up on the walls, as well as the usual kind of grooming tools and things for horses. Uh, what do you do? Yeah, J Juno, Juno is uh, is impressed and realizes we're gonna need gonna need the horses. Um, so yeah, he he's gonna try and bring the the chariot out closer to the horses in order to get them and it together. Okay, roll strength if you want to push this thing out of the stable. Fifteen. Yeah, fifteen is good enough. It rolls really easy. You know, once you get it going, uh, it it's smooth. Even just this movement, and you push it out into the greater star field. Once you get out of the stable it does transform to be more celestial now it is a like constellation the rest of you can see clearly that it is the outline of a cart in stars it is glowing very brightly though it is glowing brighter than the stable which is just kind of normal distant night sky stars this is shining very brightly oh that's awesome looking yeah are you seeing this this is so cool yeah, let me uh, point the mirror shard and try to <laughs> guide these horses to get close to the chariot. Then we can strap them up. Perfect. Oh yeah, can we all fit in the chariot? Ooh. Um, yeah, probably. It'd be it'd be a tight squeeze, but you could all probably get on. Is Juno in there? Standing next to it, ready to try. I and, run in uh, and hop inside the chariot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, there's <laughs> there are no horses yet, man. You can't just yell yeah. You have to wait to do that. <laughs> It's just the chariot. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. You're basically sorry. You're mushing Juno. <laughs> yeah. I got ahead of him. Juno! <laughs> <laughs> I will also come and land on the back of the cushion. 
Yeah. <laughs> Guys, no, we need help getting the. We need. To go. <sighs> you got it with the mirror shard. Oh, oh my you god. You got it with the mirror do? shard. Do it. <laughs> Who's going to latch We're ready up? to go. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to pull. Flack and Bird Martrin in this star chariot is the funniest thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Bird Martrin's head. Standing like Captain Morgan, just like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Flack already looks absolutely ridiculous with like the stubble of his grotee growing back. <laughs> Fletch <laughs> angles the mirror shard and the horses kind of follow it back. They rein up near the chariot and they kind of just wait and they look at Juno almost expectantly. Yeah, Juno's gonna. Uh, if, I'm assuming there are harnesses attached to like the the front of the chariot. They were hanging, and there is a there is yeah, yeah there's a, a yoke. Uh, I believe it's called. I apologize to anyone who is familiar with these terms if I'm using them incorrectly. All you charioteers out there, I am also <laughs> unfamiliar. Uh, but yeah, but he's going. The to... The harnesses were hanging in the in the stable. Yeah, perfect. Okay, yeah, he's gonna give them some good pats. Oh shit! No, wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna legit look this up. I want to know if they like do horses like acorns because I don't have any other food to give them. Ooh, interesting question. The dangers acorns pose to horses. Acorns are toxic to horses. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Nope. So, never mind. Never mind. Not not to just just in case even star horses are allergic. Uh, he's just gonna like pet them again and then get them suited up. Are small birds allergic to acorns? You're a magic bird. You're okay. Uh, yeah, I love the idea that this magical universe where anything is possible, <laughs> it's like certain foods. It's like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> animals can't have this. These celestial horses can't eat acorns. They yeah. drop dead and we're trapped here forever. <laughs> These yeah. horses whose eyes are small galaxies can't eat acorns. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Juno, you grab the harnesses and you bring them out. The same thing kind of happens when you're inside the stable. It is a normal terrestrial stable, although a really gorgeous one. And when you come out, it is something that appears much more um, of the heavens. You're basically carrying like it looks like a stretch of the Milky Way in the night sky. Like that's Mm -hmm. what the saddle kind of looks like. Wow. You rig it up to the horses and latch them to the chariot they let you do this without much hesitation. Flack and Martrin are standing within the chariot. Martrin perched upon Flack. All right, Flack, I've, I'm good at this. I've done this before, but do you want to take one side yeah! of the reins? Oh, oh. No! <laughs> Flack, Flack, I was going to share. Flack just takes off uh, <laughs> with Martrin. Uh, Martrin having to like flutter a little bit to catch up to the inertia. And as you do, the horses at full gallop pull this chariot. And as they do, the sun starts to rise behind you. Whoa. Oh, oh, dude, cool. we're motherfucking Mercury? <laughs> it's Apollo. Apollo? The sun chariot god. As you pull, the sun starts to rise behind you, and as you drive this chariot, the sun is seemingly being pulled by them. It rises up from a sunrise into a kind of full noon rising above you thing. It is a brilliant, brilliant sight lighting up this space. As it rises, you see not just stars now in the sky, but you see planets and planetary systems and moons. The sun reflects its light off of all of these different astrological bodies. You continue to ride, and beneath the hooves of these horses, you're riding on this river of stars, almost an aurora type of effect. 
it's absolutely stunning to see Fletch, Zabis, Juno. You're just watching from the stables. It's it's a yeah. unlike anything any of you have ever seen in your in your lives. And finally, you reach uh, after a good probably ten minute ride of, of oh ten minutes. Do you say? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, or are you no longer a bird? Uh, she's fallen off of this thing. Marsha <laughs> <laughs> just tumbles back. Yeah, turned, uh, surprised herself by turning back into a halfling and then fell off because she was just standing on flack. <laughs> uh, but Marjorie, when you do fall off the chariot, you are not greeted with the uh, hard ground that you would under normal circumstance. Instead, you kind of drift along this river of Aurora. It just carries you back to your friends. Oh! <laughs> hey, Marjorie. And Flack, you continue to drive the chariot, and unimaginable joy fills you as you lead these horses through the sky, pulling the sun. Because I'm Apollo! <laughs> who was also the god of music and dance and invented string music, motherfuckers! I'm Apollo! <laughs> oh, that's so oh cool. damn, it was meant for you! As the chariot is going, I take out my uh, <laughs> uke and I jam while I'm raising the sun and the planets. It fills the entire heavens with the sound of your music. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> and finally, as you strum the final chord of your song, the sun sets, the night returns, the horses circle back, you drive back to the stable, and a door appears Right next to you, not opposite, not anywhere. It just shoots up from the ground, this golden rectangle, like the elevator in Bill and Ted. <laughs> it slides open, revealing the next room. Yeah, Judo, I really thought that you would have been the one to... You're proficient in yeah, the land I mean, vehicles, yeah, that... right? I, I thought so, too. <laughs> it's all yours, Chief. I hop out and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of want to. It looked like you were really happy, and I could. All right, let's I, move I, on. I, no, no, no. <laughs> Does anybody have a spoon? Yeah, I grab my spoon and try to scoop the air and put it in my mouth to see if I taste anything. Do I taste anything? There is a, a pleasant warmth, as though you just took a bite of a soup you really enjoy. Marjorie rolls her eyes so hard. Guys, <laughs> I just tasted space, and it tastes like oh, soup. Oh, shit. <laughs> Soupy space. Soupy space. <laughs> Make sure you get the recipe. Maybe you can serve it at your bar. Oh, that's a great idea. Margin, why are you so disappointed? <laughs> We're not here to taste space. I mean, when are we going to get this chance ever again? Never. <sighs> that's tr true. It's fair. Pretty true. You know what? That's that's right. We've got a moment. I'm, I'm going to take a, uh, 30 seconds with these space horses. Yeah. And you know, does that for 30 seconds. There is a, a moment of recognition when you look into these galaxy eyes of these horses. There is a brief kind of like scent of the pasture. You get a memory and there is a hint of great heifer. You feel as if whatever these horses are, whatever this section of cosmic energy, whatever feeds this, there's something similar to your great heifer, like, like you know, how, how we talked about that was created, you know, as a demigod. Now you're feeling the connection. Now you're feeling something, the connection to something greater. There's like a light bulb moment for Juno. None of you else can see this. None of you else can really experience it. There's a moment of realization for Juno where you're seeing that there's this cycle 
there's this kind of rise, peak, and set cycle that you're realizing is farming. It's life. It's the way that milk is produced. There's grass, and then there's milk, and then there are various dairy products that come of it. Cheese over time. Things need to live. Things need to die. Things need to change. You're having this like epiphany moment. The rest of you are just watching Juno stare at some horses, slack <laughs> Um, And you feel a kind of contentedness that you never really felt before. A new kind of sense of what it means to be a cow boss. <sighs> There's kind of a higher purpose, not just what you learned the tenets of your specific religion, but a, a more general kind of there's an order to things and things happen and preserving that order is a kind of greater purpose. And you retreat from this kind of vision and are almost taken aback by it. You kind of like stagger a little bit and you, you feel a weight kind of, kind of go away. Juno's going to sit with that and, and just keep it to himself for now. And he just looks back at the team and a little lighter says, uh, Let's let's go. Okay. All right. All right. Let's go through the door. You go through the door. It closes behind you, and you are presented with two tunnels. You are now back in a volcano. You are very, very much in a volcano. <laughs> it is a cave. There are lava flows uh, around you. Stalagmites, stalactites, the whole deal. There is two tunnels, one to the left, one to the right. The one to the right is visibly hot. You can see that there is a intense glow from it. Is it like the weird like little heat waves you see coming off? Yes. I yes, Ooh. indeed. And you know that were it not for the potion that you quaffed before you came into the volcano, this heat would kill you. It, it's Ooh, no. so hot that you feel it even with your potion. The other tunnel, the tunnel to the left, is incredibly windy. It is mm. like a wind tunnel. Uh, there is a constant wind coming through it that blows the little bit of hair that you do have back a gale force wind coming through this, and you have to choose which tunnel to go down. Hot tunnel, right? Hot tunnel. <sighs> yeah, I feel in hot tunnel, guys. It makes sense. Throw an acorn down and see what the fuck happens. Acorn didn't drink the potion. <laughs> but if we if we drop an acorn, it'll it'll be like that's where our path was. So the next person who comes in here, if they get as far as we did, will know that we went down this way. Oh, you are you planning for us to die already? We're going to make it through this. <laughs> We're, we can do this. Just you know. Contingency plan? I, contingency I don't plans. Putting an acorn on the ground is your contingency plan? All right, let's just go. Oh, down hot tunnel. It's fine. Hot tunnel. Zabbis walks down hot tunnel, leading the way. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Hot tunnel. Hot tunnel. You walk uh, for a little bit. It's it's just a tunnel. It's just a path. It's just a, it's lava running through the sides. It's incredibly, incredibly hot, and it just gets hotter and hotter and hotter as you go. Um, you guys start to sweat. There is, we weren't supposed to like get the thing that was making wind to make Hot Tunnel more bearable, were we? Making wind? Like maybe, here, this is my braid. Okay. Maybe Wind Tunnel had some kind of fan at the end of it. And then we were supposed to get the fan and walk down Hot Tunnel so it wasn't this bad. Hmm. But aren't we, we're fine, right? I'm we're just sweating. You're incredibly uncomfortable. How far down are we, though, is the thing. Mm -hmm. You've walked for a bit. It's not so far that it's like, oh, we, you don't have time. Well, what, guys? Do you just want to turn around and go down Wind Tunnel instead? Well, do we even see an end? 
Yeah, you're getting to the point where you see what you think could be an end. I can. I'll. I'll run ahead and okay. brave, and I just I run as fast as I can to get to the end of it to see what I see. As you're running, you are sweating profusely. It's it's so hot. You just all of your clothes, all your armor and stuff. You just feel just dragged down by it. It's miserably, miserably hot. But other than that, you're pretty much okay. And uh, you get to the end, and there's a big golden door, and there is a pedestal with a flame coming from it. Okay, I take the mirror shard and I aim it at the flame. The flame grows, and it takes a kind of humanoid form, and you are staring at a fire elemental. Oh, oh I turned around. Guys! <laughs> is there an entrance to the wind tunnel? Like, is the exit accessible to you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Is there also an, like... No, it, they, they did not converge, it appears. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder where that wind tunnel went. Maybe a wind element guy? The fire elemental calls out and says, Wait, traveler! I, wh- what? <laughs> traveler, wait. I, I mean you no harm. Doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Doubt what do you mean then? You chose wisely. <gasps> what? Is, okay. Hot tunnel. Uh, we're not there. Wh- oh. wh- we're just we're just amped for hot tunnel. Yeah, you just hear from the <laughs> distance yeah, down the tunnel. <laughs> hot tunnel. <laughs> like hot tunnel. Can we see the fire elemental from where we are? No, no, should no. be it, like, bright. It, yeah, there's a glow. Uh, one of the jogs okay. in the in the tunnel. Oh, that, you okay, know, there's a glow. Okay. But but yeah, Fletch ran ahead. Maybe we head towards the glow. Oh, we're still walking. Yeah, you're, you'll catch up. Oh, no, dude, okay. I, yeah, I, I yelled, guys, don't walk. You gotta run. I ran. Pick it up. Okay. I run to Fletch. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Pick it up, pick it I'm up. old and sweaty. I'm kind of curious what's in the wind tunnel, though. You catch up to Fletch. Let's do this as a team. Come on. Can, can I hear him? Yeah, it's echoing down. But don't, don't you want to know what's in wind tunnel? I, I am curious. Fire spirit, what, uh, what do I get? What do we... You said I chose correctly. What? You chose wisely. Or wisely. But what if he's the one who always lies? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's why I'm trying to have a conversation with him. <laughs> For your wisdom, I will reward thee with a hint as to how to solve one of the later trials. Okay. Oh, wow. Later? There's only three left after this. That's true. Thanks. <laughs> All right. I'll take you up on that. Ask him what happens in wind tunnel. Yeah, ask him what wind tunnel's like. But before you offer uh, a hint of what happens later, what is it the end of wind tunnel? Would I have chosen incorrectly? On the wind tunnel, you would have had to have dealt with my cousin continually bearing down on you, trying to force you to... Take off our cloak? Yes. I see what this is. What did you say? Uh, So when I was a child, another child who had a parent had their parent tell them a story... (laughs) And that story was about how the wind and the sun had a competition, and it was to see whether they could get this guy to take off his clothes. And the wind is like, I got this, bro. And the wind just blew and blew and blew and blew, and the guy grabbed his clothes, he held him so close, and he was like, no, I will not remove my clothes because the wind's so aggressive. And then the sun was like, hey, I got this. And he glowed, and he got warm and warm, and then the and then the guy took off all of his clothes, and they fell in love. Who fell in love? The son and the man. 
Oh. It makes it sound like the wind and the sun are like characters in an 80s sex comedy. Uh, yeah. Say, <laughs> so, hey, I bet I is can it, make wait, dig up your I'm clothes. sorry. I want that version this of this fable. This is out of story. Is this literally a fable, Beth? Yeah. It's an Aesop fable, yeah. Oh. Wow. What kind of weird pervert Aesop fable is this? Flack begins taking his clothes off. Juno, like, now catches up and sees <laughs> just taking off his clothes. Is this what you want, Fireman? That's probably what he wants, and Marjorie starts taking off her clothes. Yes, perfect. You you, under, <laughs> you understand, adventurers. <laughs> For this, I will I will reward you with a hint as to how to defeat my brothers. Wait, we were already getting a hint. Okay, though. yeah. Wait, I've I've walked I've walked to the end of this tunnel at this point. Okay, hey, I know that we did this one, but like, what's the mirror for in the here? Well, you didn't really use the mirror in the um in the don't fly too close to the sun puzzle either. The mirror isn't always part of it. Oh. Also, didn't the mirror being shined on the flame turn it into a flame elemental? It did do that. Oh, oh, that's right. So yeah. it activated it. I mean, Zabbis wasn't there for that. It's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. You were already giving us the hint. Look at this show these two are putting on. Like, look, look at their hot bods. A yeah, shimmy. Come on, <laughs> you gotta give us something for that too. For your Excellent physique. I will reward yeah. I will reward you by opening the door. And for successfully choosing the wiser option, I will give you a hint as to how to defeat my brothers you must face shortly hereafter. They are like me, they are fire elementals. We obviously do not care for water. It will not kill us, but it can slow us down. That was your hint? It's my hint. The water is strong against fire. fire. Oh, cool. Thank you. How long have you been here, fire element? How dumb is your cousin? Because, like, that information, I don't know, maybe it was a a closely guarded secret back when you first got here, but it's kind of disseminated out. People are kind of aware of that. We know. Yeah, we have this scientific method now. Mm -hmm. How long has it been since the beginning of time? It's a damn good question. (laughs) (laughs) What about like sand? Like, can we throw sand on you and like just? Oh yeah, like if there's like chemical sand, we will burn. (laughs) (laughs) As the sand doesn't work. Oh, I love this guy. (laughs) Fire elemental, and he like waves his fiery fingers at you (laughs) threateningly. I can't do it. We drank a spell of blood. Oh nuts. No, acorns. No, we've got those too. Yeah. How many people have you seen pass by? Oh, you know what? I bet if we like throw some of these acorns at them, they'll taste great after. They'll get all toasted. That's what I was thinking. Fried acorns. Yeah. Yeah. Let's toast some nuts. (laughs) Just toss them through the (laughs) This this is such a fucking Venture Brothers moment. There's this like (laughs) 10 foot tall fire person who's like trying to aid you in your quest. You're just roasting nuts by tossing them. (laughs) The most fucking Hank Venture bullshit. (laughs) Yes, it's such a Hank Co idea. Oh, Flack Fluggy liked them raw. I bet he'd love them toasted. Ooh, toasty. <laughs> yeah, I toast a few. And then uh, also, Fletch had a good question. What's that? How many people have passed through y- here? Passed you? I have seen but one creature dare to challenge the great Madeiras and solve these puzzles. How'd they do? They got through me. Uh, after that, uh, my job kind of ends. Ah, oh, that sucks. So when's the last time you saw your brothers? The family's kind of separated. Well, they're meaner than me. Dude, you're nice. You're great. Yeah, yeah. You're cool, dude. We like you. You're toasting nuts. You want to come hang out after? Yeah, like, can we Can we take you? Can we take your flame with us? 
I mean, I'd love to, but I got work. What you know? What? It's... Hey, tell tell me what what you do on an average day. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you wait. I guard. Yeah, I guard the. I I I administer the trial of the choice of wisdom to the one person well, I, before I, and to us. Yeah, to us. But what I'm saying is after, because obviously we're going to complete this adventure. We're going to win. Yeah, it's kind of our thing. (laughs) We're going to defeat a dragon. And then you don't really have a job anymore. You just come hang out. Oh, I guess I never thought about what to do after. We've got a big fireplace at our mansion. You could hang out there. Oh, Oh my God. (gasps) That's a great idea. I got some good space, man. Uh, do 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 you have a way of transporting my pedestal? Oh my gosh, and wait, so you're like eternal, right? Like you're just going to be around forever? As far as I know. Dude, we have a... a forever a, fireplace? No, we have a, a ghost that hangs out with us, and she's probably so lonely. Yeah, and of course we can move your pedestal. We have a bag that can hold anything. I guess that's great. Maybe on your way out? Okay, yeah, we'll swing by. We have, we have to come back? I mean, just in case, we might not want to come through here. Yeah, can we just stuff you in the bag now? And if we fail, you just, like, you won't have left, so it's fine. That's true. Yep. I guess this is win-win. Hey, what's your name? Uh, uh, Steve. <laughs> Get the fuck! <laughs> what? I was thinking the wind guy's name was Steve, because that guy's an asshole. That's Steven. Yeah, it's Steven. <laughs> Stefan. Steven, with a PH. <laughs> oh, with the PH? Yeah. All right, Steve. I'm putting you in the bag. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. I'm looking forward to your fireplace. All right. See you on the other side. <laughs> Remember, water slows us down. Bye. Yeah, yeah no, we got <laughs> yeah, We, we won't forget. <laughs> I put the pillar in the bag. That's really going to, if it works, it'll up our property values a lot. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. We'll flip that <laughs> motherfucker like it was nothing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you, you guys have Steve the Fireman element. <laughs> oh, Marta's going to have a boyfriend. Oh, yeah, a hot boyfriend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you step into the next room after your encounter with Steve the Fire Elemental. And this room is kind of a hybrid of the rooms that you've seen before. There are aspects of it that are gilded and gorgeous, like the bomb room. Uh, but it is also a star field, like the space chariot room. Uh, you find yourself confronted uh, with a uh, small landing area. There's enough for the, the five of you to, to stand comfortably on this platform. But there is a gap. Uh, of space, and then you see before you a giant armillary. Uh, an armillary is one of those many ringed structures that is somehow somewhat like a 3D sundial. Like in the Game of Thrones credit. Yes. <laughs> right? Thank you. <laughs> yes. That's very helpful, actually. You are looking at this giant armillary structure. It has many different rings. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking when you said that, I was like, oh, it's... It's Larry's arm. There's just like a big arm belonging arm to Larry. Larry. Arm Larry. Arm Larry. My Larry. <laughs> what? <laughs> what if that was the key to the puzzle and he just figured it out? <laughs> yeah. Joel, Joel just <laughs> sniped it in a bit. Larry. <laughs> Larry, the air elemental appears and lets you through. Huh. <laughs> he opens the door with his arm. <laughs> 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 
Hey everybody, Gressel here with a few quick announcements, and then we're going to get you right back to it. Thanks so much for listening to episode 98 of D&D&D. Be sure to follow us on social media at D&D&Dpod on Twitter and D&D&Dpod on Instagram, or email us at dndndpod at gmail.com. want to say thank you to some of our patrons. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Darian. Thank you, Renee. Thank you, Nathaniel. Thank you, Alexa. And thank you, Jesse. Thank you to all of our patrons who are supporting us over at patreon.com slash dndndpod. Or for as little as a dollar a month, you get early access to episodes, as well as a couple other cool rewards for different levels of contribution. Nearing the end of Season 3, so if you have questions about this season or about the show in general, we're going to do another D&D and D&D and D. Is that too many, or is that the right number? There should be four. D's. The fourth is for discussion. Discussion episode here coming up soon. If you have a question, email it to us at dndndpod at gmail.com with the subject line dn. D-N-D-N-D-3. And we may discuss it uh, on that episode after the season, which we still got a few more left, so don't worry, there's still plenty of action to come. If you haven't left us a review on your podcast provider of choice, please do that. I haven't plugged that in a while, but that really helps us out as well. We're still doing weekly live listens with the cast, uh, 3 p.m. Pacific on Beth's Twitch channel on Wednesdays. Uh, twitch.tv slash bathbyrad. I think that's it for me. Thanks, everybody. Do what's fun. There are many rings. This is a structure that seems to be built uh, completely out of gold, or at least gilded with gold. It is shining, catching the various light sources around this room, which appear to be coming from stars. What makes this armillary different from others you may have seen is that there are three kind of orbs that are intersecting. They lock together like one of those interlocking ring puzzles. It's unclear how they all fit together. It it seems very tangled, but it works. Do you need a picture of an armillary? Is everybody Googling armillary? Wait, so, sorry, I'm... I Googled interlocking ring puzzle. Okay. Is how the rings interlock important, or is it just so we have a mental image of... It's just so you have a mental image, right? What's that that time Then why did you say it? Oh, I get it. I know what it's about. I don't know if Marjorie does, though. Uh Uh-oh. I mean, Marjorie might. I run into that all the time, Beth. (laughs) It's fine. Uh, So you have this... This huge structure, ringed structure, and then across on the other side of it, you see another platform, and there is a big golden door. I go up and spin the armillary. Ha-ha! I don't know if I conveyed accurately the size of it. (laughs) Can you even reach it? Yeah, isn't there like a gulch? You you could get to it. it. There is a gap. You would have to jump to the nearest ring. Oh, it's gonna cut you up, dude. From top to bottom, it's probably three stories high. Wow! What the yeah, fuck? it is a massive structure. No, you did not accurately I cl- yeah. convey that. Yeah, yeah. Like jungle gym. Guys, do you think the three rakes in the middle are those the worlds? That's Ooh. what I, I. That's what I thought of too. Fleck, get on top of it and say you're the mayor of the worlds. Okay. Uh, I use my moon boots to jump over this gap. <laughs> Forgot about ha. the moon boots. With the moon boots, you're able to successfully jump the gap to reach the <laughs> nearest ring of this structure. Uh, when you grab hold, it starts to turn and you swing downward. 
Is it sharp? No, it, it's not sharp. It's metallic and hard, it, but holding on to it like isn't going to cut your hands or anything. I let go and roll away from it. Does it keep moving without me when I let go? Is there ground? Yeah, where do you fall to? Yeah, there's not visible ground. James, we're in space, dude. Yeah. Oh, I thought there was like just And you're a just chasm jumping into then, space. No, no, I thought there was like a chasm and then it was like on... I see now. I'm yes. sorry. I understand. Yeah, it is this big structure floating in space between these two pedestals. Platforms. Okay, then I didn't let go. Okay, I'm just hanging on it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> just drops into nothingness. And then James has to... All right, see you guys. I got some work to do. Yeah, James has to leave the rest of the show. Leave the call and, and we'll deal with that later. Oh, that'd be miserable. <laughs> That'd be the worst way to flack to go out. Just oh, I, yeah. I let go just to see what happens. <laughs> okay. Oh, whoa. Hey, guys. Uh, I didn't think this one through. <laughs> can, uh, you, can you get back with the moon boots? Because you're pretty far away. It does continue to spin. You don't reach the bottom of this orb and stay there. It continues to spin around. So you eventually start to rise back up on the opposite end of the ring that you grabbed. Can I time it so that when I'm at the top, I hop back over to the gang? Roll acrobatics. Uh, with the moon boots, can I get a double? It's a bonus sure. to athletics related to jumping. Yeah, yeah. This will this will apply to, to acrobatics too, I'll say. Because this Nat is 20! Oh my god! How many flips does he get in the yeah. air? Oh. <laughs> Roll a d6. That's how many flips you get. <laughs> oh. Two. Two. So you, you do a, uh, a 720. 720 <laughs> as you somersault off of the apex of this, uh, of this globe where you return to the original platform with the rest of the team. Got it going. I hold, up a, cool. I hold up a piece of paper that says 10. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. Does it keep I was spinning? I for 20, but I'll take 10. <laughs> yes, it does keep spinning. And in fact, it has set the entire contraption in motion. So now uh, all of the many rings are, in fact, spinning and rotating around. Um, there appear to be three solid spheres that are located in the center of some of these rings at different points. Each has rings orbiting around them, interlocking with each other. That is what you can see right now. They are all spinning. I'm sorry. Can you say that last part again? There's three orbs within the orb yeah, yeah. that so have the, rings the around center, them. Yes. So there are three spheres, solid spheres. Orbiting each of these three spheres are rings that are not solid. They're like flat beams that have been bent into a circle. They are orbiting the spheres. Those rings interlock with each other so that there's this massive spinning mobile structure, essentially three armillaries within an armillary. Oh. Yes. This is now all spinning in motion in this space. Is it balanced? Roll perception or investigation. Nine. A nine is enough to notice that they're uh, spinning at different that, that like different arms are spinning at different mm. speeds and the rotations don't they don't look nice not pleasant to look at um i, I take the mirror and point it at one of the unpleasant looking spheres oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's keep let's that going let's see if it can recognize Hell how yeah. unpleasant it looks 
which one there is uh there's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's no. one <laughs> there is one closest to you there is one farther there is one in the middle and then there's one farther let's try the one in the middle it makes the room brighter but it doesn't appear to have uh much other effect okay i'll do the closer one uh the closer one it's strange what happens is it like it's like it absorbs the light and the the orb darkens okay and then the third one was the farthest one when you shine it on the farthest one the light refracts like when you shined it through the prism and it turns the orb into um multicolors okay Ooh. Hmm. it's the worlds it's the worlds it's the it's the shadow realm but it's the Feywild, and then it's the mistake Ooh. oh <laughs> yeah. yeah and then it does no that's, that's us. us are we the dark one no, oh, no, that, that must be the shadow. The shadow we're, wood. we're a rainbow of color. No, no that's the Feywild. Oh, oh. Oh, so they're the one that just absorbs the light and makes it brighter? We make the worlds brighter. Yeah, that's the way that's, it We bring a cup of sunshine, make the world anew. You're in a good mood. Yeah, I'm feeling more content. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Well, well, we figured it out, so let's go to the next room. <laughs> <laughs> We're ready. We're done. Can we just, Open the door, can please. Can we just like, go around this thing and not bother <laughs> with it anymore? I wonder if there's a way to... I think... Like, Real, can we like line everything up so that everything is in like a, like a position that makes sense where everything kind of, you know, looks nice, you know? It's almost like we need to hit the whole thing with the same amount of force all at once. I know how to do that. <laughs> what uh, if I just set it on fire? No, is that- Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and then we know what Here, I have an idea. What if I set it on fire and stay with me here? <laughs> if I set it on fire and it all melts together because it's made of metal and then it's like the worlds are, are brought together melted together and we can all be like one melted together blob and we're all like one well, I would like so, to hear Fletch's idea okay. <laughs> well, uh, so I like that idea however Thank I feel you. like we should try the gust of wind idea first because that wouldn't destroy everything theoretically gust of wind would work that's exactly the th- kind of oh. way to make it happen yeah because it'll line everything up that's what I was thinking maybe and then if that doesn't work, we can melt it. Yeah. It's a good plan B. It's a, it's a good plan B. <laughs> all right, everybody, stand back. I'm trying to get everything spinning. It's already spinning. Are, are you trying to, like, change anything's direction specifically? Guys, am I trying to change anything's direction specifically? <laughs> it's your plan, B. I don't dude. have it. Uh, my... I put it in motion. I, my, I'm... You started it. I'm done here on this puzzle. <laughs> I'm supposed to I blow just it. think it's the it's ugly and it just everything should be moving at the same rate. That was my idea. Could you b- blow specifically on one of the slower orbs to get it spinning faster like to the speed of another one? What's wrong with my idea? Isn't this part of your idea? Oh my god, you guys. You got to listen to your elders. <laughs> I said to exude the same amount of force on everything at once, so all of it starts spinning at the same rate. That's but what... if some things are already spinning faster than others, yes. and we apply the same amount of force to all of them, wouldn't that continue uh, to spin faster I than others? I didn't go to college. <laughs> okay, well, here, I'm just letting you know, I think you're wrong. 
technically some fearless feedback. I think Flack is the only character who has actually been to college. <laughs> yeah, but it was music college. <laughs> I'm just saying, canonically, Flack has oh been God. to college. Flack the scholar. <laughs> oh, college guys, the ones telling all of us what to do. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not uh, mad. I don't know why I did perception. Oh, 13, I guess. Yeah, 13, you can see that each sphere has one ring that is thicker than the other rings and that ring is moving slower on each one around each one of these spheres there also appear to be uh with a 13 you can tell that there are markings of some sort on this big fat ring so i'm gonna throw a wrench in your plan flack because oh do you have a wrench to throw in, in, into the gears I could, however, that will do nothing. <laughs> but I, my gust of wind is a ten foot wide blast. So there's yeah, I don't like, think it's precise enough. No, I don't. I can't. I can't. Perfect. <laughs> Let's just do it. All right, everybody, stand back. Him and I. Oh, we're trying this. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Okay. Why not? It's just wind. Yeah, I guess <laughs> it's just wind. <laughs> All right, and I. Assume the position of gust of wind. I'm so excited. <laughs> Fletch uh, plants his feet on the platform. Uh, the rest of you take cover behind him. I imagine he it's like a sumo squat. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. yeah like <laughs> <laughs> Fletch unleashes his gust of wind uh, at the nearest fat ring. And thing, uh, it, yeah. it does speed up. It speeds up uh, so much, in fact, that uh, it's clangs against the next fat ring um and at the point at which those two rings um bump together they like smack so hard there's a loud ringing noise uh everybody make a wisdom saving throw oh 15 15 8 16 9 8 and 9 you guys are deafened i can't hear what oh Just no big ringing who who got a nine? Uh, me and Chelsea. Flack and Zabis are are currently deafened. Just a big ringing. All you can hear is a big ringing. Not our musician. Guys, did it work? Did it work? Did it work? Did it work? What? W what do you mean? What did it work? Ah, uh, fuck. What? Uh, oh, you too. Wait, what do you guys what we can't i can't hear you oh yeah. obviously don't, you're yelling don't yell and i put my Jeez. finger up to my mouth oh i'm sorry i can't hear you <laughs> it's, <not> your <laughs> it's the same volume oh no uh well i hope they can get their hearing back because otherwise i just deafened two of our party members for life the big mm. fat rings that you clang together start spinning in the opposite direction from where they were originally. The middle ring, which is the one that you hit, bumps into the far fat ring. It, it doesn't hit as hard, so it doesn't have that big, uh, loud noise. Uh, however, where the two rings um, smack together, two small winged creatures appear. Uh. Oh, oh, is it good? Are they nice? Uh, they look like... Um, nasty like rat creatures with wings uh juno margarine and zabis will recognize these they are similar to the methods that you fought in yanathan's uh snow globe oh, prison. one mm -hmm. of them uh appears to be um 
like wreathed in flame while another uh is kind of uh more liquidy like the like the its wings appear to be almost like small waterfalls and are dripping and they uh approach you uh Roll for initiative. Where, which oh. one did they? Which where did they come from? They came from when the two two of the fat rings smacked against each other. Twenty three. Okay. Twenty two. Eighteen. Twenty four. Thirteen. That's low for me. Okay, these uh, creatures are flying towards you. Uh, it is Fletch's turn up first. Guys, are these like are these bad creatures, or can we talk to like are they like the keepers of the? What? They're bad. Oh my god, they're bad. Yeah, they're little shits. They're, like, flying at you with claws out front, uh, and they're, like, making screeching noises. Don't die! You owe me 400 gold. I didn't give that to you yet? <laughs> oh, figured you'd forget, and I pull out my Stormtail bow and take a shot at one of the Mephits. Okay. What's the order? Fletch, Flack, Zabbis, Juno, Martrin, Mephits. Got it. 19. Yeah, that definitely hits. And 15 damage. 15, you let loose an arrow from your Stormtail bow. The lightning is reflected in this shiny golden metal of the armillaries. Ooh. The lightning bolt obliterates the nearest method that you uh, targeted. Which one was it that? It explodes in a cloud of stardust. Was it the ugly one or the pretty one? Which one? You choose. Make it not the fire or the water one. Well, those were the options. <gasps> what? There were only two? I thought there were three. Right now, there are two. Oh. So oh we said, said right now. Guys, you said right now. Yeah, so I obviously I shot at the water one. It's completely obliterated by your lightning bolt arrow. Uh, you get another attack. Okay, I'm going to try to attack the fire one. Sure. 15. That'll hit. 14 damage. There is a clap of thunder. There is a, a reflection of this lightning bolt across this golden metal structure, and the fire method is obliterated in a poof of stardust. The fat arms of these structure clang together again and uh, two more appear. This one of them is more earthen. It appears to be made of like rock and another is gross and goopy looking. <laughs> like like a Rupert? No, not 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 that. <laughs> no, <laughs> not that kind of goopy. Okay. More like a like Muck, Muck the Pokemon. Yeah. Oh. oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Muck you would like pull up off of like a gross, disgusting river or bog or... You found him in your drain. Yeah. Mm. I wish these weren't so mean because they could be cute. I What? Yeah. You know, like a little, like it's cute because it's so mucky, but it, like it wants to be loved. It's like, but I'm a little mucky. But Is this Joel <laughs> yeah. or Juno? That's me. Okay. That's weird. Oh, Black, it's your turn. Yo, you still can't hear. Okay, Uh, but I can see. You can see. I can see these motherfuckers. You can. Um, They are creatures, correct? They are creatures. Can they hear and understand me? Uh, As far as you know. (laughs) Okay, well, I want to try to use suggestion to magically influence a creature that can hear and understand me. But if it can't be charmed, it's immune to the effect. Okay. Anyway, I want to suggest to the goopy one to embrace the rock one and just, like, goop him up real good so that we just kind of have one heavy, goopy, rocky thing floating at us. And uh, it'll lower our targets and maybe even possibly make them just fall from the weight (laughs) of 
the goopy. I was going to do this with the fire and water one so that the water could put out the fire. Uh, that <laughs> made more sense, but I'm just going to stick to this plan and see it through. So <laughs> they have to make a wisdom saving throw. No, it, it failed that. The goopy method embraces the the <laughs> other one in a big hug. Uh, the Earth One and See, gets it all friendly. gross. You can tell that the Earth One does not like it and tries to like <laughs> fight it off. Now the two are kind of swatting at each other with their little claw hands, and they're like now fighting with each other. And they seem to have ignored you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the arms of the the big fat arms of the armillary clang together again, and a couple more appear. One is in like full armor. And another one uh, glows with, like, a silvery light. Zavis, it's your turn. So wait, how many of them are there now? There are two dead, two alive that are fighting each other, and then two that uh, just appeared and are now flying at you. Let's get magic missile them. <laughs> okay. Oh, I got to roll for that. Shit. <laughs> I feel like lots of wild magic lately. Yeah, it has been. There has, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I rolled a one. I rolled a one. <laughs> With a D one hundred? Oh, I feel like Uh-oh. I feel like something special should happen. I know. Yeah. Getting a one on a D one hundred? Yep. I mean it's no less likely than any other number, but you know. <laughs> Still though. Roll twice. It's the first time it's happened in three years. Yeah, this is the first time this has happened. Seventy three. Roll again before I tell you what happens with this one. <laughs> 25. Something happens. You feel like a magical shudder across your body, Zavis, but you don't know what the effects are. Is he still deaf? Yes. <laughs> cool. Uh, we'll resolve that when it happens. Oh, God. Okay. So Zavis rolled a one, which means two wild magic effects are happening? Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, okay, so this one comes to us from Gabby. Thanks, Gabby. Thank you, Gabby. Uh, someone nearby or the caster themselves gets a funny costume that replaces their outfit for 10 minutes. Uh, so I'm going to let this one... You can play around with this. Chels, do you want to change your own outfit or do you want someone else to suddenly have a ridiculous magic outfit? I kind of want to... I want one of them to have an outfit. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll a d4... First, come up with the outfit, I think. Okay, um, <laughs> let me come up with it, and I won't say, and then... Okay. So roll, roll your D4. I'm assigning, uh, Flack is one, Fletch is two, Marjorie's three, Juno's four. Got it? Yes. Oh. Yeah, it's me. Uh-oh. Yeah, I rolled a one. <laughs> uh, should I just describe it? Yeah. Okay, Black, your new outfit is you are a classic Italian spaghetti clown. <laughs> oh. You are a a uh, like a pirouette clown, like a like one of those black and white clowns with the pointy hat, and you're holding a giant fork that's like bigger than you and has a bunch of spaghetti what? at the end. What a pull! Does that replace everything I'm wearing, including like my moon boots and everything? Yeah. Yes, per this, it does say that your weapons and things are replaced with what happens. So here are the parameters <laughs> I'm going to give you for your giant fork. All right. Okay. It's a uh, plus five to hit. It does a uh, D12 plus three. I didn't know spaghetti clowns were a thing. Me oh, neither. God, yeah, they are. <laughs> no. I fucking, I hate spaghetti clowns. I'm looking at image of like Macchiaroni, Piangiani, yeah, Pate's yeah, yeah. Baroni, and like these, these are scary. 
like clowns don't really do much for me one way or the other but spaghetti clown i think i love spaghetti clown ah! i kind of love i love spaghetti clown too they're nightmares spaghetti clown is our podcast dude <laughs> <laughs> oh, no D&D and is spaghetti clown Pretzel's very afraid of the spaghetti clown. Yeah, it's because my mom had like a giant, <laughs> like, like, like huge spaghetti clown poster that she hung. So, like, I I lived in the basement. My bedroom was in the basement, and and it was this giant spaghetti clown poster was right as you come upstairs. The spaghetti clown, oh. you're, you're staring right into spaghetti no. clown, and if I came upstairs in the middle of the night, spaghetti clown was there. And then you made D and D and D. It was this guy. No, it was it was this guy, Macaroni Piagiani or whatever. That's it was exactly that guy. what Black looks that's like. That's the guy. With that oh giant board. Yes, that's him. That's the one? Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm now your worst nightmare, yeah, dude. Yeah, you are. It's so With cute. That fucking mask that goes over your nose and everything. And he's this tiny. Is, yeah, that's you. Yeah. Yeah. Ah! Yeah, this came up on the one of our podcasts. We literally called Russell on the phone to ask about something else, and then we ended up talking about spaghetti clowns. Oh, that's amazing. I was, like, driving home from work, and I was like, why is James calling me? Yeah, like, oh, my God, something. What happened? Something, is there the an building's emergency? on fire. <laughs> and then he picks up, and we're like, yo, dude, you know how people decorate their kitchens with jars of peppers? No. Uh, okay, uh, you can also fling spaghetti as a ranged attack. <laughs> yes. What happens to the spaghetti if I fling it? We'll find out when we get there. Oh, Chelsea, good job. Yeah. Thank you. We were talking about spaghetti clown last night, which is why I thought of it. Do I, I noticed this, right? Oh, Obviously. yeah, you noticed yeah. this. Yeah. But I'm still deaf? You're still deaf. Where'd this fork come from? <laughs> Zabis. I just... I, I like I get that he's asking me what happened, but I I just shrug. <laughs> I'm deaf. Uh, Juno, your turn. Dude, you're deaf now, so you have to be a fucking mind. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, he's just he's just staring at at Flack for a second. He's got he's got to shake his head and and move on. How far away is the nearest method? It's getting very close. It's probably within fifteen feet. Closing in on 10 feet. I wonder if I can whip that distance. No, yes, I can't. Can. Ten. Oh, is it 8 feet? 10 feet. 10 feet? Mm. Eh, you could probably get it. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, Juno's gonna try and grab the nearest one with his whip and do like a, like, like a whip crack to like grab it and then like release it, flinging it down into the chasm. That's the move I want to do. Okay, this is going to be harder than <laughs> just trying to hit it with the whip. Which which is the closest one? Is this the group fighting, or is this one of the new ones? This is one of the new ones. Okay. Group fighting has largely stopped paying attention to you. Cool. I can do two because it hasn't been attacked yet. Fourteen. Fourteen will miss. Damn. Fourteen will miss. Your whip crack is just shy, just short of where it is. It kind of rears back a little bit in space and avoids the whip crack. And then continues to uh, pursue you, or I guess approach you, since you're not moving. Uh, you get another attack. Yeah, for this one, let's see. Yeah, for this one, I'll just use the whip to try and just like grab it out of the air and and pull it over, and then maybe once it gets there, I'll beat it up. Uh, yeah, so just gonna grab this one. Oh, I have already attacked it, haven't I? So I can't roll again for the one I just got. Oh, oh no! You crack your whip at the nearest method. But as you do, 
the timing of one of the armillary arms swings around and gets your whip caught in it. Make a strength saving throw. Oh. <laughs> uh oh. Oh god. Oh god. It's a one. No, it's not. It's a one, legit. What's happening? Oh. He has whipped. Juno off. just got flung into space. Oh. oh. I'm like, I guess we're going to see what happens when Matthew McConaughey like goes into the black hole and interstellar. Like, we're, we're going to see Dude, where it goes. <laughs> you're going to show up like back in that that fight from the first episode oh owl bear. I'm just like, it's Jeremy. Wait, His so, name is Jeremy. So uh, describe this to us, Gressel, because okay. if he's is he he's he's floating away. So here's what happens. What's the gravity situation in this area? Yeah. So Juno cracks his whip at one of these methods. One of the armillary arms swings around and his whip gets caught in it. Fucking Larry. <laughs> Juno is unable to hang on to his whip once he gets pulled off of this platform because of the speed at which the armillary arms are moving. So he falls into this space void. Uh, and disappears from view. What the f- <laughs> Oh god. Fuck. Joel. Oh no. Oh no. You've got to leave the call. What? what? No. Oh shit. Oh my god. Holy shit. Wait. What? Juno disappears. No. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I'm so upset. Oh, no. Hey, Gressel, <laughs> earlier in this recording session, you made a joke about when Juno dies. <laughs> yeah, you did. I don't know if that was recorded. And we were like, lol. <laughs> Funny joke, bro. <laughs> and then there was also a joke about me letting go and disappearing into the void yeah. and logging off. Joel, Joel, do you have some work to do? Is that what this is about? Yeah, are you busy? You I got, got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I just rolled ones. No. Uh, Wait, no. I'm, I'm going to go pet my cat, and I guess I'll find out when I what edit the, the episode. Fuck? What the fuck, dude? I'm, and I'm just assuming that maybe... Wait, no, because if I'm in the next room somehow, then you just... I would get to stay on, maybe, right? Or maybe Gressel hasn't thought of that yet, and I just get to stay on, and I'm I'm back in the next room. I've thought of what happens, and you gotta leave a call. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Yikes. Wow. <sighs> okay, Yo, guys. dude, don't kill the fan favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't kill right. me. Holy shit. All right, guys, well, have a good, have a good time in this room. What the fuck? We'll try to figure out what happened to you. <laughs> okay. Oh, bye bye. Don't forget to stop your recording, I guess. Bye. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do. <laughs> Self clap. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That made it really real. Well, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> what? If we were together, you would have made him go home. I would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is probably. Joel just got off the call. Go sit in a better. corner. Yeah. We are five deep now. Oh, this is weird. This is very weird. Uh, and I'm still a deaf clown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs>
D&D is executive produced, written, and edited by me, James Gressel. Co-produced and additional mixing by Joel Arnold. Our original music is by Jeremy Nisato. Hear more of Jeremy's music at jeremynisato.com. D&D&D is performed by James A. Janice, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Radloff, Mike Saigon, and Joel Arnold. Next time on D&D&D. So <laughs> He's <good>. just... <laughs> James just... <laughs> 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 Oh my god. Oh my god. Um guys, did anybody see that? <laughs>